Welcome to the Leading on Purpose podcast with Jackie, where you will hear stories of passion, purpose, and leadership designed to inspire you to live your best life. So let's get started. Dear God, thank you for everyone that is listening to this podcast and for our guest. I ask that you give everyone favor and help them live their best life. Keep this in mind. You will never influence the world by being just like it. So be yourself, be authentic, because the world needs you. Now let's hear from our guest. It is my pleasure to have my special guest to talk about how to live with purpose in 2022. And that is Lonnie Callison. Lonnie, how are you? I'm wonderful, Jackie. It's really good to talk to you. It's been a long time no see. I know it sure has been. And it's so great to to talk to you. And I know the listeners don't know this, but we are looking at each other on Zoom. So it's great to see you as well. Um, But here we are beginning of 2022. And I'm really super excited to talk about this topic around purpose, because I think a lot of people are reevaluating their lives, what they want to do, how they want to live. So I really hope that people will take a lot. Oh, I know people will take a lot out of this discussion with you. So as we get started with all my podcast guests, I like to hear a little bit about themselves personally and professionally. So walk us through your your story. What's your journey? Tell us a little bit about yourself, both personally and professionally. Um, Well, I'll say professionally, probably and personally too, I have had a very rich um, uh, professional life. I have worked at the San Diego Zoo lived in Africa and studied mountain gorillas, then went into big pharma, did work as a research scientist in drug discovery, then went on to the commercial side, did training and development. And then that is where I really took off and was going in my purpose a bit more. And what I have done, I'm kind of flashing forward here, um, since uh, 2019, I have been teaching purpose and facilitating groups, both two-hour workshops as well as 10-week-long workshops. And I have done it on Zoom throughout the pandemic. Um, and then when we can, we get together in person. So I facilitate how to find your purpose. So you are the perfect guest, right, for this conversation. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself personally, Lonnie. Well, um, I think, uh, like I said, my career and background has been very diverse and I love it. Um, It's made me who I am. And also with difficulties that I have run up against, as we all do, we run into calamities and misfortunes in our lives and learning how to deal with them is a a key that can unlock the purpose door. So that has been really just driven me to be more and more purposeful and to live my life with purpose and meaning. And to also, and I say this a lot of times, is to do we value our values? I, I realized I did not value my values. So how could I live on purpose? And I can explain more to you as we discuss about that. 
Okay. Well, well, Lonnie, you know, we've known each other for quite some time, and I don't think I've ever asked you this question, but I'm curious, what were you like as a kid? Um, <laughs> very independent, very gregarious, um, always wanting to explore, um, taking off, going places, uh, adventuring. I remember when I was really young, my mother got me this little blue suitcase and if I could go on a trip and see different places, people, my grandparents, you know, going up to the farm, going somewhere, I was in seventh heaven. I wanted to learn and taste the world. I mean, very early on. And uh, it, it is one of the things that drove me to be able to live and work in Africa, Um you know, looking at National Geographic magazine when I was five, my parents knew because I was like, I, I'm going there. Wow, that's awesome. And I got there. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like from the time that you were little, you had this natural curiosity and adventurous um, mindset. So that's awesome. And, and that's carried you through life as well, sounds like. It has. I, I would say that a really strong sense of play. Um, my parents, their sense of humor and a sense of play and to be able to bring that into my work, whatever it was I was doing um, has been key. Um, and I think that is also what is really important about purpose. And you kind of know when you're living on purpose because joy and, and play come back into your life. You wonder where it went. It'll come back. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. So that leads me to my next question is, what is your purpose and how did you get clarity on it? I know that you said that you teach other people about how to how they um, get clarity on their purpose and you know that you have found yours. So what is it and how did you get clarity on it? Um First, I'll give you the clarity point, and then I'll I'll go back and tell you where I'm at, what what my purpose statement really is. So, um, the clarity is a little bit I touched on. I, I kind of say it was one of those wonderful, awful recipes of about twelve cups of suffering plus an added sixteen cups of awareness and an intergalactic kegger of engaging and doing the fundamental work to get to know myself and to grow and develop. And I feel like that's life. That's life's calling. And I welcome all of it. I welcome all of it. And so I feel like the universe, the source, God is always tugging at my sleeve. And will I pay attention? Will I pay attention? I realize I get many opportunities. And if I don't shrug it off, I get to do the most important fundamental work I can do, which is what drives me closer and closer to my purpose. And it's really damn good work. And I do believe it is why we are here. So what is your purpose, Lonnie? So it's taken me a while uh, to get there and working through it. But and it it has changed over time. Um, and I'll talk about doing that with other people. But right now, my purpose is to empower others to transmute their suffering. And when I say to empower others, I include myself. Whenever I talk purpose or teach purpose, you want to add to myself because unless it's happening here and within you, you can't give it away. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't do your purpose. Um, and to transmute, I believe is to truly change 
one's consciousness into something different and better um, to find the gift in our pain and my challenges. It's the process, I believe, by which we translate those horrible experiences, our worst breakdown into the most amazing breakthrough. Um, And Viktor Frankl has a wonderful quote in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, which I highly recommend to everyone. And he says, meaning transmutes suffering. Um, Our search for meaning meaning and purpose, it's the primary motivator in our life. And we spend so very little time even asking ourselves the question. So that's really nice, Lonnie. So... (laughs) So you have spent time really getting clarity on your purpose. You are able to share your purpose statement. Lonnie, how has living your purpose changed your life? Um, It's changed my life completely and for the better. It's been a grand adventure going down the purpose path. Um, I found in my own experience, as well as observing so many others, from the workshops that I've taught that the payoff is priceless. It is, it enriches every part of my life professionally, personally, spiritually um, within my community, within my friends, within family. Um, We become, and I have become much more aware of honoring myself because you're not going to be able to work in your purpose if you don't honor yourself. And that's where we talk about not leaving yourself out. We no longer abandon ourselves. And when we do that, what we intend to do, our intentions and our purpose, they manifest very quickly. So suddenly people will be struggling or like I was myself, you know, what am I going to do? I don't know. I can't see it. And how could this possibly be? And calling versus conditioning. And then it rolls. It really rolls. You have to stick with it. Um, The other thing is boundaries become very, very clear for us. Um, We often struggle with boundaries, but a lot of that struggle dissipates when we live on purpose and in our purpose. It naturally becomes easier to set boundaries, which a lot of people, when I do all kinds of workshops, you know, boundaries or having a courageous conversation or conflict resolution, you know, they would rather stick pins in their eyes (laughs) than to have those. So, um, and the last thing I talked about was to value ourselves and to value our values. And I want to just clarify that very quickly. So our values are what we actually do. Now, I may have a purpose and I may say I value living at the beach, but I live up in the mountains. So, what I'm really what I really value is what I do, which is my house up in the mountains, okay? So, to know our values and exploring them is key to us keeping and finding our purpose. Yeah. No, that's a great example. And I think about some, a lot of values that people might have things like accountability or trust. So if your value is trust, but yet you're dishonest to someone, then you're not really truly living your value of trust. So it's, it's, there's a misalignment there. 
totally misalignment between your behavior and what you say verbally is your value. So how do you help others find and live their purpose? So you said that's what you do for a living. That's what you teach other people to find their purpose and live it. So how do you do that? Walk us through that in a practical way, Lonnie. The other thing I talk about in these groups and is to tap in is to get out of your head and get down into your body um, to withhold judgment. One of the biggest things I see within groups is that people either want to do it perfectly or they want to judge themselves for what it is they like and want. So calling versus conditioning. So your calling is what you really want to do. Conditioning might be, my dad always wanted me to be na na na, or my mother wanted this for me. And that's conditioning. That's not calling. Um, So I think of this as where we go to the root of ourselves and we tap into our gifts, talents, and passions. And in there is that innate wisdom We just keep constantly covering it over and refusing to let it manifest. And uh, I go through certain exercises with them of, you know, if you could live your life over, what would you do differently? And there's many books on this and they talk about what, what our elders would say they would do differently. I can think of being at the bedside of my father. If you've ever been next to the bedside of somebody that's dying and ask them what they would do different. It's three universal answers. One is no time to rush. Stop rushing. Slow down. Um, Tara Brock has a wonderful story that she talks about in some of her podcasts about a woman who has cancer and tells her daughter, honey, we have no time to rush. Mm. You know, let's, let's be here. Let's be present. The other is they all universally say that they would have taken more risks. They would have taken more risks to be true to themselves, to live on purpose. And the last one, and wonderfully, they're all in the group um, or the workshop I'm doing is they, they say they would have actively started working on and asking these questions about purpose and values and revisiting it regularly and much younger in life. Mm. So So for all my young listeners, this is great, (laughs) great for you. So early, early on, you said that you asked a lot of questions. You asked some of the big questions and the small questions. Just give us a couple of the questions that you ask early on when you're trying to help people live their purpose, identify it and live it? Um, Some of the questions I asked are straight out of Viktor Frankl's book, some out of Richard Leiter's uh, Power of Purpose, Power of Intention, Wayne Breyer. But I ask, you know, do you think that our purpose in life is to gain pleasure or avoid pain? I ask that because often that's all we do all day. We're really working to get something we want or avoid something and, and avoid a pain, maybe a confrontation, a boundary setting, or that particular thing on the job. Um, and really it is to see the meaning in our lives. That is what our purpose is, is to find and develop. And I'll ask them to pick key words and phrases that best describe what they love to do. This is, doesn't necessarily mean it's what you're doing right now. Like, okay, I'm a really, really good accountant. I'll write down good accountant. 
I like to account. And I'm like, do you like accounting? Actually, I don't like accounting. I'm good <laughs> at it, but I don't like accounting. And I'm like, okay, so this exercise is what you really like to do. What do you do when you lose yourself in a task? When you lose time, you know, what are you doing? What has friends of yours said, gosh, you have always been so good at that. I never understood why you didn't fill in the blank. Yum and yuck lists, excuse me. Um, so a yum and yuck list is what you like, what you really don't like. And you can take this from activities and work situations or things you like to do and take it and put, yeah, I really love this, but yuck. I really don't, I really don't like making spreadsheets. If I never saw another Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> I would be really happy. And then someone down the table will go, I love spreadsheets. You know? <laughs> so that's why no one can ever tell anybody what their purpose is, right? Um, so it's it's all about it being an, an invitation to investigate yourself. And it's what I call mindful self-leadership. You know, it's, it's a beautiful statement by Schwartz, but it's about mindful self-leadership. And then what we often do is we talk about um, situations in our lives and the stages that have come up and that we've gone through. So it can get very deep. Um, and there's usually between three to five different stages that people go through. And we discuss these openly, if you feel like, at the table. So one of them is what I call the steady state. You know, there's a time when you're in, a, in kind of a, it's all good, but then it's can also be a rut. It can be all the same. It can be no change, no challenge. And then what happens, the universe tugs at our sleeve and we get the big change. It's an event and a, a challenge. Something has happened in which life is no longer the same. And so we'll discuss that. And it can be something like, oh, the pandemic, that was a big event, right? It can be getting married, having children, the death of a spouse, um, losing the house, getting a great job, not liking that great job, um, you know, going off to college, all of these things um, are those big changing events where you'll be off the plateau. Then next is the unknown. That's where we can't see the way ahead. We don't know where we're going. We're, we're in limbo. And this is where people get very, very hard on themselves. I ask them to be gentle when you're in limbo. It's okay to be at the crossroads and it's not a crime to be confused. That is the time when most people get anxious because they feel they must make something happen. And this is where you can rest a little. And then you start going into reflecting. A lot of people get more spiritual. They go deep. They reach out. They join with other people in exploring things. And then what I call is the big dive. I mean, you're ready to go. It's death of the old ideas. And we no longer grasp at that and what no longer serves us. And I think when we spoke one time before, Jackie, I was talking about 
If you ever remember being little, going to the swimming pool in your local community and you go to the high dive and you're like climbing up all those steps, you get out to the end, you got to jump off this high dive, but you're terrified. You're absolutely terrified and you're freezing and you're standing there in your little bikini and everybody from down below is going, jump, jump. (laughs) And you're like, and this is what a lot of life is like. And it's like, there's times when we're like, oh, I can't jump yet. And, th- and then everybody goes, oh, dang, everybody's <laughs> out of the way, she's backing down the ladder, you know. But then one of those times, you'll be at the end and you'll take the big dive and you're on your way. You're on your way. Um, and so I'll say the last thing in, in when I'm doing this, with individuals, I tell them it's not etched in stone. Your purpose at 20 is not the same purpose at 30, is not the same as it is at 40, at 50. Um, I think a lot of, quote, midlife crisis is a really perfect time to do some deep purpose work. And that's usually our inner guide telling us, Hey, are you living on purpose? Have you found your purpose? Yeah. So I like that. I I especially like what you said about the yum and the yuck list. I love that. (laughs) Yum and yuck. Yeah. So, so Lonnie, tell us, what do you think gets in the way of people living their purpose? You know, what are some of the barriers and what would you recommend you know, what do you recommend they do to overcome those barriers? Um, I'd say the first one is they pay way too much attention to their own minds. Okay. <laughs> I am. Um, we think too much and uh, <laughs> uh, we want to be more in the feeling and exploration and in the heart. So William James, uh, he said, we are constantly thinking of doing something while we're in the midst of doing something. <laughs> does that, does that ring a bell? Like, I, you know, it's like I spent most of my life doing that. Um, so one is don't believe your mind and the fear mongering and that critical inner voice. Um, it, it may feel real, but it's not true. And thank you for sharing that. It's, it's definitely some things that we all can probably say, have gotten in our way of living our purpose. So very, very common things that you shared there. But I'm going to shift gears for a moment here. I'm going to ask you some fun questions, and then we're going to finish up, okay? Okay. Name one food that you would eat all the time if it had no negative health consequences. M&M's. Oh, that was bad. (laughs) M&M's. I want to press a button. I want to press a button. Okay. (laughs) I'm ready. Go, Jackie, go. Peanut or plain? I it varies. I I I wish to have both for variety. Okay, so both. Okay. Okay, next one. What is your favorite song to sing when no one is listening? (laughs) (laughs) I sing all kinds of songs. Um, they come up out of nowhere, sometimes out of my sleep. Um, you know what? You're going to think this is going to date me, but it's even before my time. I will sing Everything's Coming Up Roses, like Ethel Merman like. Oh. <laughs> and I know nobody out there knows what I'm talking about. And I'm really young. My friends go, How do you know that song? Uh, maybe grandma. 
Okay, everything's coming. I don't know it, Lonnie. Sorry. Yeah, you probably don't want to hear me sing it. I'm going to save your guests. Okay. <laughs> uh, last one. What superpower would you love to have? Oh, oh, that's a biggie. Mm. I would like to have the superpower to increase compassion in everyone. Okay. I could just with my hand <laughs> and, and then compassion. Okay. <laughs> so a compassion superpower. That's okay. a compassion superpower. There it okay, is. Okay, great. All right, Lonnie. Well, we're going to finish up with a, a few more questions. Um, during our conversation uh, today, you did share several different authors that you've taken content from. Um, questions. So what are a few resources that individuals can use to live their purpose? Um, well, there's there are purpose workshops um, facilitated all over the place now. As you see, purpose and meaning has become very important. And we've, uh, you know, the pandemic has helped push that front and center. But um, I would uh Eric Klein has a book called, uh, gosh, dang it. I have it right here. The leader you've been waiting for. You are the leader you've been waiting for. Um, Richard Leiter has a book where much of this comes, the power of purpose, yeah. finding meaning, live longer and better. Okay. Um, uh, by far and away, the top, and I reread it twice over the pandemic, was Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Okay. So that's an incredible book. Um, during these tough times, uh, I, I, Margaret Heffernan is an amazing author, speaker, CEO. Um, she wrote... Her latest book is Uncharted, How to Navigate the Future in These Really Unpredictable Times. That is amazing. It will really help with purpose. Okay. Um, and I will say the other one is A General Theory of Love by Dr. Thomas Lewis. And um, when I tell you about this, I, I want you to understand it, it's an insightful look at the science of human emotions, a rare example of the fusing of scientific rigor with literary eloquence. Hmm. It is my favorite book. Okay. Thank so. you. That's good. So a lot of resources. Thank you, Lonnie. Mm -hmm. so what is the best advice that you have ever been given regarding living your purpose? I think you touched on it a little bit when you talked about people who say are on their deathbed and, and or older and they say, what would they have done differently? But anything else you want to add in regards to what people have, what has inspired you to live your purpose? The, the best um, advice? Uh, well, I would say the deathbed, um, it was actually for me um, at my father's deathbed. Um, we got to talk a lot at the end and he used to call me Lonzo. And he was laying in bed at home. He died at home and I'm holding his hand. And he said, he goes, hey, Lonzo. So what, Pop? He goes, I got to tell you something really important. What? He goes, don't spend your life doing what you don't want to do. And that, if, this advice that speaks really from almost the beyond, it comes through that window 
that only opens at death and it blows truth. It only blows truth at that time. And he lived a life doing what he did not want to do. He had not been true to himself. And he wanted to make sure that I did not make that same mistake and have that regret on my deathbed. And I'll end it. There is a beautiful quote by Viktor Frankl from Man's Search for Meaning. He said, we have been stuck asking the wrong question for a very long time. Stop asking what you expect from life. Start asking what life expects from you. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's very, very nice. So Lonnie, before we end, how can people get in contact with you? Um, well, they can do multiple ways. So I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can link in with me at Lonnie Callison, Lonnie J. Callison. The other is I have Center for Counterbalance. Uh, the website is being worked on right now, but it is uh, centerforcounterbalance.com. And you can email me at connectwithccb at gmail. Dot com. Great. And, yes. Well, well, Lonnie, thank you so much for your time and audience. I'll have those contact, the contact information for Lonnie in the show notes, but Lonnie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for, so much for your generosity of sharing how to live your purpose. And, and certainly it's very evident that you are absolutely living your purpose. And thank you for all the work that you're doing to help other people live their purpose. Thank you, Jackie. And um, it was wonderful doing this. I love your questions. And it was really enjoyable interview. Um, So and I was really honored when you called and asked me to do this. So I know you do a lot with what you do to develop others to find their purpose. And uh, we are fellow travelers in that. So I want to say thank you. Thank you, Lonnie. (laughs) 